Hello everyone, the Hippie Coyote here. This is the Coyote Radio TV Show. I'm your host and we've got some good stuff, of course. CoyoteRadio.tv. Go to our official hippie website, CoyoteRadio.tv. You're looking for stuff? We got good stuff, of course. Hello, Eugene here. VP Marketing, Shaolin Records, and this is the Coyote Radio TV show where you can find audiobooks, music videos, podcasts, and could-have-been-hit songs from Shaolin Records. Go to shaolinrecords.com for hip stuff, even if you're not hip. All right, Mr. Connor, Mr. Founder of Shaolin Records, tell us about this first album. Level one equals peace of mind by American Zen. Well, actually, uh, the new song you're going to be adding tonight is from the live album, The Rich, Live in Venice. Uh, tonight's, or to this week's new song, is actually going to be an upload of the Without You Day by Day song. And that song was written by by me before or as I was moving. No, it was actually written, I guess, um, probably a couple years even before I left for Los Angeles. So it was at the beginning of my relationship with a girl who was living in Los Angeles. And rather than commuting back and forth, I ended up, uh, well, actually, she ended up in a financial problem. And to bail her out, I let her move in with me. Um, That scenario happened later also. Again, repeated itself. So, but this girl, anyway, she moved in with me in San Diego, and uh, this was a song about commuting back and forth. And uh, yeah, (laughs) yeah. This is without you day by day. Now, the song took on when I first recorded it in San Diego, before leaving for Los Angeles. I recorded it as a really nice, pretty folk song. Uh, with a glockenspiel also on it, which I've always really liked. I I was able to borrow it and practice it for uh, some period of time, I remember, before I played it, because I was able to just kind of play it really easily and really fun and came out with a really nice sound. Uh, It was really just added something to it. So glockenspiel is on the original version. Recorded a 16-track. I I can picture the studio, but I can't think of the name of it. Might have been. I don't think it was Studio West, but maybe it was. And uh, let's see. That song, uh, that was the original. Now, the one that I'm talking about, The Rich Live in Venice, was recorded in Venice, California. And this is a three-piece version of that song, performed live, and uh, me singing and playing bass, my Rickenbacker, through a plush amplifier. Actually, stereo plush amplifiers. I had a 218 folded horn cabinet, 215 folded horn cabinet on one side of the stage, and then uh, eight 12-inch speakers on the other side, huge big stack, and two amplifiers on each side, each one 250 watts RMS with, uh, I don't know, three or four of the XL6 uh, RCA tubes or whatever. But they were both just, they're mad. I love my amplifier. I've got, still got one of those two. It's in a pawn shop right now. Anyway, the uh, that, that's a song, Without You Day by Day, on that song. Now, that was actually recorded in the in that, with two microphones in front of us, um, just getting a, a beautiful mix of what we sounded like. And so that was, uh, yeah, that's, okay, so there you go. That's a stereo recording live. Without You Day by Day, a second version of the song, the original version of the song, I don't know if it's available, it's on the Popper album. If you can find the Popper, which may be a special release on Shaolin Records, uh, uh, you might find the original version of that song, Without You Day by Day.
This is Richard Del Connor, and I'm reading from my book, Philosopher Poet in a Field of Dreams. This is the first poem in the book. It's called Dreams and Ambitions of a Gentleman. I jammed with Peter today and Miguel on Moore Parkway, a Unitarian church without a cross. It was comfortable there, playing music with some guys with gray hair. I think the pianist was Paul Fox. The bassist is a year younger than me. Sheesh, another old-timer I cannot be. I'm a rock-and-roll kid still high in his dream, still believing cream rises to the top, and I'm not considering the word stop, looking for that American Zen team. What I needed was someone who could finish or help me finish what I started to do. Like the father or friend I've never had. Is it my fault? My mistake? If there was an opportunity I did not take, it must have been wrong. Perhaps it was bad. Because I'm content with peace of mind. I want lots of stuff, but I'm happy to find another chance to be who I am thinking and talking and walking, my style, which now is to be strong enough to reconcile my dreams and ambitions of a gentleman. This poem is Government Government Salt by me, Richard Del Connor. This is from my upcoming book, Sense of Justice. Government salt. I just killed a cold, shot it dead. It grew up and died inside my head. It took root in my nose, obvious by the wind that blows, out my nostril without my control, powered by sneezes and coughs from every upper hole. <coughs> Don't get cute. That does include my ears. A slight nightly pain stirred my collared fears, because like navy seals in darkness illness steals, seeking that vulnerable spot in your mucous membrane, where the seals set up HQ right next to your brain. They'll secure a position quickly before the conquest. No, they're sickly. Then they'll move the HQ higher up the sinuses to evade your eviction desire. You can't even crack down with border patrol, armed with vitamin C to reclaim nostril territory control. So the boogers start flowing. Deceptive people say, my allergies are showing, as they change, as they choose to sneeze inside a theater to share their allergy and its creator. What is this tide of wet, ugly, sticky goo that flows to your upper lip to announce the flu? Is there nothing else that we can do besides being an alien incubator tool? As I gestate after germinate, the organisms that will hibernate, breeding like pilgrims who cross the seas, polluting my streams, veins, and arteries. But I've gone to war. 
I've got a weapon in store. Me, yes, me, me, yeah, really me. Ever since that Teamster job in 1973, I was working with a federal agent. <clears throat> he gave me the runaround about his forced retirement. Perhaps I could take a clue from his confiscated gifts. Perhaps he was an Edward Snowden before whistleblowers could exist. This rejected graduate of American espionage shared with me the secrets that government helps big business dodge. As it turns out, the flu is big business. To kill such an enterprise, you'd have to be a communist. The bald eagle leadership has a wing that is sensitive to what Vic's VapoRub is saying. If the government solves our sickly ills, jobs will die as good health kills. Which is why the FBI and CIA, perhaps Homeland Security also, want to keep things this way. The, soup, the Surgeon General knows eventually everyone's flu will go away. Even if you were to die, hmm, well, they'd just add you to the statistics of that day, but most people live. Note. I will now provide a spoiler alert. Here's the end of the story. Normally I win the battle quicker, but for two weeks I didn't get sicker. I cornered the invasion in my upper nose and won the battle by controlling where it goes. <clears throat> the Navy SEALs will land airborne, launched from faces fraught forlorn. Loudly launching their coughs and gags, we underestimate the reach of those Navy flags. Ramming those flagpoles into our skin, they hunker down. It's an invasion. They ram more flags into your flesh, that soft, moist, hair-bristle mesh designed to filter out dust, but incapable of thwarting the viral lust. After the initial land grab, more territory they will inject and stab in. Now you notice an itch in your nose. In only those three hours, a sneeze, another sneeze. How strange, you think, as your nostril suddenly overflows. Here's what I reveal. Here's what my 50 years ago <laughs> mentor did steal. Stalk. Salt, sodium chloride. Salt is what our government will continue to hide. To protect the billion-dollar industry of influenza misery, because all that Cold War money made goes to the chemical manufacturers of those poisons you so gladly paid. Hold it. People prefer poison to prevention. Gargling with salt water. The government will no longer mention. Nope. They buried the salty truth under fear. Americans think salt will make a heart attack appear. Of course, neither I or any single person that I know have ever seen a dead man and said it was salt that made him go. <laughs> no healthy person's ever got ill from salt. Among the, among the thousands of humans I've known, how salt terminates, prevents, or cures a cold many, many times... I've proven and shown. In freedom's pride, we live within a land where people are daily paid to stand and live out their entire life standing all day for their children, standing all day for their wife. For somewhere around 40 hours a week, we allow a someone to determine when we are allowed to speak. 
People are trained to be comfortably detained. Satisfaction is someone heard you when you complained. But if you'd like to live a little longer, if you'd like to be a little stronger, I recommend more salt. This advice you won't hear from your friends. Dosage is important. So success depends on living a healthy life. You can survive as a fool. I also recommend you choose your daily strife to be more than a gag-standing security tool. For now, understand your disease contraction. Increase your salt intake. <laughs> Verify your disease counter-reaction at least every hour. Fight with your salted steak. That virus doesn't sleep. Your enemy is in constant action, so give that slimy viral snail a dose for a bubbly mucus saline reaction. Actually, just some salty drips could sanitize your throat to lips. Reducing their oral infiltration by air of those Navy SEALs in your sinus. Flying painful red flags stuck in your tongue, converting your breath into spores exhaled to share. I could go on. Let's cut to the chase. I snort extra salt under the invader, and the invaders are gone. Some days I will decide and declare that salty dose I add to my nasal spray, then reclose it. My my friend had the same cold. He took days off work with a sore throat. With his heart condition, his doctor cautioned with salt beware, as the government told. I got over it quicker. He got much sicker. So once again, I've proven that with additional salt, I'm healthier. And without buying cough medicine, wealthier. I just got an update again. Who's winning and who's losing? Sheesh! My sickly friend got just canceled. He says he got better but stopped snorting salt too soon. The vital viral retreat's been reversed and rechanneled back to a painful sore throat and becoming an American booger balloon. Too bad. My friend's doctor. <sighs> and hasn't called a halt to my friend being cured by government salt. So yeah, my poor friend, he's, I guess I can't really tell, push him too hard because his government says he'll die. His doctor says he'll die, but he's the only one I know whose doctor telling him he'll die if he eats too much salt and everybody else is still just as afraid of it as he is.